Good evening, everybody. It's Ian McDonald from the Sports Sports Card Side Hustle. This is episode two. Um, we're hitting you on the night of July 1st, where we've just finished another NBA game, uh, the NBA Conference Finals, where the Bucks surprisingly took a 3-2 lead. Well, I don't know if that's surprising or not. They didn't have Giannis, but the Hawks don't have uh, Trey Young. So uh, we'll take a look at how that all might play into the, um, the market and the moves in the market. Um, I want to give you tonight... Our first uh, first round and first iteration of the top hustle plays, right? Being the sports card start, sports card side hustle, we're gonna hit you with um, some of our top picks, calling them the uh, top hustle plays. We'll give you some near term, mid term, short, uh, and long term. Um, so I've got a little bit of uh, basketball, football, and uh, baseball there for you in in those uh, categories tonight. Um, so, yeah, interesting play in the NBA right now is that um, we've got two conference finals going on. We've got the, the Hawks and the Bucks. Both of those teams are going back and forth and uh, surprising us who's winning each game without their star players. So Trey Young with the bruised foot, Giannis with the, um, with the hyperextended knee the other night. Uh, Hurt goes out to him. But he's a multiple MVP winner now, and everybody's looking at him with those high expectations that he's, he probably doesn't have much more ceiling in prices until he wins a title. And um, it'll be interesting to see how, if they keep winning without him playing, how the, how the market looks at that. So as far as a near-term um, play, uh, what am I going with? Uh, Devin Booker is my near-term play, and the, those parallels of his uh, rookie season. My buddy from... Um, the best damn sports card group who's running that with um, Steve Warner. T- Teddy Reyes is the one who's been giving me that pick for months. Actually, in the preseason, he told me the Suns were going to win the title. Devin Booker was the guy to get. And I think I laughed at him or, or didn't believe him. Um, and uh, the NBA players that I've been focused on, most of them are out. And he, he made the right call there. So I did recently um, pick up, make a five-card deal with um, a good seller that I, that I knew. And um, went in on that with a friend. So have um, I'll just show you some of these what we went with. But we've got two of his rookie autos that are both a nine and a half with an auto of ten. That's the Panini Revolution and the uh, Panini Hoops. So full transparency there. That's what we're holding. That's what we've had recently. Um, and then I do have his um, from his Panini Prism. Everybody knows. I think all the discussion about base base cards right now. Um, are they holding value? Are they all overproduced? Are they going to stay down with the with some of the correction that's happened? So I did go with um, two flash prisms and one orange wave prism. These are all nine, uh, all graded by H- SGC. So I was able to get a, a good price on those. I believe in um, Devin Booker for the short term, um, near term play. I don't know if he's that level of elite yet, where he's going to be an MVP soon, but he's getting there and. With his team, uh, I think they're, the Suns are the most likely to win the title right now. Who might we have been sleeping on a little bit in the near term is Chris Paul, Hall of Fame. He's going to be a Hall of Fame point guard who's never really got his due credit. And just in the last week, um, to close out the series before this, and now in this uh, the game last night to close out, he went over 40 points again. He's clutch. He's coming through, getting past some injuries. So far, has avoided the serious injury bug this season. So we'll see if that holds up. Um, as far as long term, so that was a short term, shortest term play that I would go with as far as a top top hustle play right now, Devin Booker in the NBA. Um, I don't think there's much else to look at in the NBA right now. I'll tell you why. Trey Young, 
um, is injured. I think they're likely to get eliminated. I don't think he has much more ceiling this year. Giannis is um, is injured, and they might continue on. They might have a chance in the finals, but um, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny of did, was it really the big three? Was it Middleton and um, and Drew Holiday that stepped up and took the workload? Um, I th- I don't think there's I think there's more risk than reward for Giannis, and that the uh, the near term and midterm gain on NBA players is, is such a narrow focus until the next season comes around. So moving on to football, what I think is the b- next big sport to really start to s- spike again. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been loading up on Derrick Henry ever since I realized he was going to hit 2,000 yards last season. Late in the season, I kind of bet on that. I started piling up on him, and not just base, went over, went after serialized um, parallels of his rookie cards, the Panini Prism, numbers, um, serialized Purple Scope, I think is out of 99, the light blue is out of 199, they printed the oranges out of 299, so I've gotten those, been getting them graded, and uh, that's my uh, one of the few cards that I hold for a while it, it, that I've held on him. Just realizing that um, running backs, it takes a lot for them to get that that hype and maintain that consistent uh, price increase for a while. But I think that the card market is really about to realize this year that Derrick Henry is a one in a generation. Um, running back, right? We haven't had, uh, he's one of the few 2000 yard rushers we've had ever, but he's been so durable, so consistent year after year for these, um, years since his, uh, 2016 rookie card, his yards and production have gone up every year. So think about these, um, factors that are going to contribute this year as they, his teams improved his wide receiving core. They have a great, um, line, they have good defense. So they get the ball a lot. They run the ball. They, burn up the clock. They have a good, efficient quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, that keeps the ball for him to get a lot of carries. And now they've added another game to the NFL season, giving them 17 games. So not only does he have a good chance to hit 2,000 yards again, he has a solid chance to break um, his career record and the NFL record for rushing yards. And if somebody hits 2,000 um, yards in back-to-back seasons, uh, it's it's time to acknowledge that uh, his cards deserve the value of the quarterbacks and those elite quarterbacks. So that's my um, call. I'll show you what I have, what I picked up and had, had back from uh, grading recently. So here's a purple scope. These are out of 99. So I think that's the most um, limited edition uh, short print I have of his parallels as far as serialized. Um, I do have a couple orange sorry, that are back from grading. Um, a nine from Beckett, only got an eight on this one from PSA. And then I do have a few of the uh, red, white, and blues, but I have a bunch bunch more of his um, parallels in grading. So I have some with, I think, Beckett, PSA, and HGA. Um, so those are my, that's my nearest term and longest term strategy as far as top hustle plays, basketball in the near term, football. Um, I think with the games once a week and the way that um the way that the season rolls along, especially with a running back in the mix, that football is more of a um, a bit of a longer-term play. Um, I will show you a couple of interesting cards that I have. for. Uh, these are actually just went into auction tonight. So for baseball, I piled up on Otani coming into the season. Um, this is a one of two, a 2020 Panini Flawless autograph. Um, that came back a, 
Anand from Beckett. I actually got this card locally at the Chantilly Show here in Northern Virginia. Um, and this card uh, I love. It's a Aaron Judge Bowman, the, the 2021 that's um, modeled after the 1991 Bowman. It's a super fractor, a one of one. There's only one made. I was lucky enough to get a, a 10 on the card and a 10 on the autograph. So um, just telling you why I made these plays on the baseball and what I think of them now. Um, Otani, I actually think, is near his ceiling uh, in price. Not not potential or, or play or any of that, but the near term, at least probably this year, n next six months, I'd say we're going to see a peak in the next four to six weeks. Just the way that um, the market operates and everybody has for the first time after – he failed to live up to expectations the first couple of years with, with injuries. They've now acknowledged that he's the real deal. I think he's at 20 home runs, leading the American League. He did have his first uh, rough start the other night where he got roughed up for like seven runs, I think, um, in the last few nights. That did take his ERA to something like three and a half, but it was at, I think, two and a half before that. So a guy pitching as a starting pitcher, quality starts, two and a half. The ERA is now... Um, leveled off to three and a half, but he's leading the American League in home runs at the same time in the top five in, um, in RBIs. He's doing that without Mike Trout in order to protect him. So Mike Trout gets back, that'll help. Well, I think he's going to have amazing numbers that he should. Um, it's to me between him and Vlad Guerrero for American League MVP. The only, it's the only thing, uh, there's a lot, a lot of reasons to argue for Otani for the MVP being a top pitcher, and uh, being a home run leader right now, but we might have Vlad Guerrero winning the Triple Crown this year at the same time that Otani's doing all that and, and Vlad Jr. doing that um, while getting his team into the playoffs where the Angels don't look like they have a chance to make the playoffs. The Blue Jays have a chance or a shot at that wild card at least to get some um, important games in September and then in the playoffs. So I think that um, as far as baseball goes and Otani, that's more of a near term. I would I would be selling soon on Otani and look to rebuy in the, in the off season when they go down. You're going to be able to buy him cheaper when there's that low and he didn't make the playoffs and he maybe narrowly missed MVP. Um, Aaron Judge, I, I actually did load up on a few of his. Um, I don't like most of the base rookie cards or normal rookie cards for his rookie year. Um, didn't think there was a lot of good choices, but I did go after just unique short prints and low print numbers happened to get that um super factor one-on-one and i thought he might have been a sleeper this year and uh i might might have been wrong might have missed on that one but we're gonna see how that plays out I just, he's up to i think 18 home runs um hitting a halfway point uh i think the expectations on him are so high after that like rookie year early in his career where he had where he hit 50 and now um you know he, then he had to Years with a lot of injury in the COVID year, and uh, and now he's getting a full year back, but he did already miss some games, and he's still got 18 home runs by the uh, midway point. So those are my top hustle plays. I'm giving you the near-term NBA play of Devin Booker. If you see any um, Chris Paul affordable or the, the highest end of his rookies, I would consider them, pick them up, and – Keep holding up on um, Derrick Henry. I think you still have a few months where the market's going to gradually see that he's he's durable. He's getting those rushing yards again. He might hit 2,000, could break the record, and he's going to be on a playoff team and a contender. 
Um, so Top Hustle plays the week right there. Um, so yeah, this is this was episode two of the uh, Sports Card Side Hustle. Hit you with the Top Hustle plays of the week. Gave you some NBA to think about, some NFL, and a little bit of what my plays were this year in baseball. And I think we might be um, might peak um, by the midway to three quarter point in the season on some of those. Other than the uh, the guys uh, like Tatis and Guerrero, will still have room to to grow and explode based on some um, explosive playoff performances that you might see from some of those young guys. I mean, Tatis is so exciting. I didn't mention him because. He wasn't a guy that I was able to uh, to buy. I didn't didn't feel comfortable with a lot of his prices. I thought there was a lot of risk there, but he seems to be living up to all the hype. He could hit 50 home runs this year. Um, if if you have him, I would hold him till the playoffs. I uh, hope that everybody's having a good week, and I think we got we got a lot in the sports card market coming up. Uh, after this, we're going to be. Um, the weekend after 4th of July, we have the, the big local card show here in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area in Chantilly. The weekend of the 7th, which has uh, Jalen Hurts, some Hall of Famers, and, and other signers for the first time since COVID. So we'll definitely hit you with some um, video and updates around that time. Might have uh, episode 3 before that show and um, talk about what's going on in the market and things that we're seeing before then. Right now it's it's um, it's July first uh, we're hitting and we're not um, we haven't heard any updates from PSA yet other than Matt Turner making the rounds on some of the the podcast and sports card talk shows and broadcasts saying that PSA was ready about July first to bring back some of those more affordable grading categories you wouldn't commit to what so keep an eye on that. And uh, please hit us with comments, hit us with questions, suggestions on comic uh, content. And keep in mind, um, as you look at these cards, keep in mind how the sports card industry has begun to behave more like other markets or at times like other markets. And how can we take those lessons learned as more money has come to this market and you're seeing more um, volume of trading and different types of action what can we learn from? Um, I'm seeing things, behaviors like um, buy the rumor, sell the news. You know, we, uh, some of those young stars like Wander Franco, Kalanick, uh, Tatis was at risk of being like this. Even Herbert and Burrow at times were like this. Were their cars, cards based on the rumor and the hype get so high that they're almost at their ceiling before they've even um, had a chance to perform? And even if they hit that max potential, some of those are going to have a very hard time um, growing to the rate that was predicted or, or the hype that was bought in. When they're, when some of their cards are in the thousands, before they have their first major league at bat, before they have, you know, make many NFL passes, that's that's um, some of that buy the rumor, sell the news type thing, the type action that you've seen from the stock market before earnings and so forth, where before you even know their performance and you know the details and the data of what happened, the, the prices were so high. And then once they begin to perform, people start selling off on the, uh, the confirmation of, of that player and their performance. So keep an eye out for that type of um, behavior. Be careful of prices. Um, just be cognizant to your research. Make your own decision. Listen to... Um, Go ahead and listen and participate. Discuss with us and, and the other guys that are out there, market movers, card ladder, uh, sports card nonsense guys, 
some great content providers that are doing some great analysis daily. We really appreciate all them and the, um, the contribution that they're making to the hobby in the market. And thanks for being with us again this week on episode two. And uh, stand by for more top hustle plays of the week in the future. Take care.